0: Coming to you live from the Twilight Highlight Zone Auditorium in beautiful downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's the Twilight Highlight Zone podcast. Second annual Franklins. The Franklins. I, I'm your co-host, <laughs> Jeff Cork. Joined today by my host. Wait, how does Ben that Hansen? Work? Hello.
1: Okay, so this is our award show for the second season of The Twilight Zone. We've made up a bunch of really stupid categories. No. A couple brilliant categories. Yes. We've dropped a lot from the first season, Franklin's, which you can go back and listen to. I think they're riveting. It, it is
0: a very good episode.
1: And then we've added some more. And the way this works is we're going in somewhat blind. Yes. We vaguely know the same categories. We each have our own list. And then we argue to see which comes out on top. Yeah. A friendly discussion. <laughs> so it goes. All right, starting with the least influential, the least momentous category. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Let's start with corniest episode, Cork.
0: Let's back up a little. I thought this was corniest moment. Episode Night of the Meek. Okay. Yes. Talking to kids. When he's when he's talking to the kids at the beginning of the episode, when they got their little faces scrunched up against the bar window. Yes. Okay. Uh, another corny moment. Uh, also from the episode Night of the Meek. <laughs> When he's talking to that elf at the end, (laughs) and he becomes a real-life Santa Claus. You know, I'm starting to think you didn't like that episode. And this is a beloved episode, but at the same time, it's kind of corny. Uh Uh-huh. I'm Hitler! (laughs) What (laughs) is corny about that? From the man in the bottle. How is that corny?
1: It's ridiculous. Ridiculous, but corny? He has to be saccharine sweet. There's nothing saccharine about
0: Hitler. I think it's pretty corny. He
1: he doesn't look anything like Hitler, for one. Uh, I have corniest moment from <gasps> dust uh-huh. when the father's sprinkling the dust going magic is oh. for love <laughs> magic is oh, for love oh man uh, and then i also have in here an episode called the big tall wish from season one just for shits and giggles i decided to throw it in there because it was so unbelievably corny and wow. bad
0: that's that's a real stretch <laughs> fact, i think you're breaking the rules so this one's kind of a wash Because I think Dust wins hands down. There's no question about it. it turns out, is for love. Yeah, because Night of the Meek is an awful episode, and it's corny all throughout, but I think that one moment in in Dust, yeah, magic is for love.
1: It turns out. For love. All right, next category, we have Best Twist. Best Twist. Now, here's what's hard about this one. Okay. Because I have seen some of these episodes before, or I just know how they end, Uh just from pop culture. Yes. You know, so I didn't count that. It has to be the biggest twist for me personally that I experienced oh. while watching it. I don't know what your approach to that is.
0: I um, I would just say the most surprising ending. That That's what I would say. Okay, but like twist.
1: something like Eye of the Beholder, probably surprising, but you've seen that one or you know how it ends, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't use that actually. Okay. Good. All right. What's your first one? We'll
1: bounce back My and forth. My first one. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. We'll bounce back and forth. We'll keep this lively. Yeah. Okay. The first one, the removal of the tongue in the silence. Not the tongue. He severed his vocal cords. Oh, vocal cords. See, it was such a twist. I didn't even remember.
1: <laughs> I also wrote shocking. down the ending of the silence. That okay. was a
0: really good twist. He wore scarves and turtlenecks. You wouldn't do that if it was a tongue. Yes. Yeah, Come true. on, Cork.
1: Uh, also, I have the classic corny moment. I'm Hitler. Really? I didn't see that coming. I did not but see. When that episode either. started, yeah. I did not see a Hitler appearing, appearance coming in. Yeah, yeah that's through.
0: true. All right. They're the USA from the Invaders, a
1: classic twist. Okay, but that falls in that camp where I remembered that. See, this is a self imposed camp. Yeah, it is. So So we'll have to debate our way out. Go back under the
0: bridge with your dumb camp.
1: Here is my ultimate twist. What? For Twilight Zone Season 2. Something that I could not have seen coming. I was trying to guess it Mm -hmm. every possible turn, and it struck me completely out of left field. Nikita Khrushchev buying that car in the whole Wah, yeah was the biggest twist for me. That's from a season pretty huge two. twist.
0: There's no way you could have seen that. That's even more surprising than I'm Hitler. I, although you really can't gauge levels of surprise. It's pretty much like level degrees of being pregnant, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I will say too, I, the the daughter robot turned into the maid robot in lateness of the hour. Okay,
1: so not that she's actually a robot, but that the father
0: reprograms her? Yeah, I think seeing her, though, that she was a robot, you could see that coming a mile away, but the fact that that guy is such a weird psychopath that he turns her into a maid.
1: And gives her the name Nelda again? Horrifying. Good old Nelda. What a twist. Nelda. (laughs) Alright, so which one do you want to go with? Are you with me on Nikita Khrushchev? Yeah, that's a big twist. But But is it
0: the best twist?
1: I think... I think I might be leaning towards the silence at this point. Yeah, I think the silence. And plus the extra detail about how he couldn't swallow his food that you noticed for yeah. like the first couple of weeks. That weeks. Not was because a, of the tongue. Because he, right. he had a sore throat. <laughs> I think I might go with the silence. Yeah, let's go with the silence. All right, done and You're done. marking that down in ink. Yep. Uh, All right. Here we have the least hospitable totalitarian society.
0: Yeah. Well, I think obviously you have to start with the obsolete ban.
1: Obsolete. Obsolete. Correct. Yes. Obsolete
0: Man's up there. Yeah. Uh,
1: Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, absolutely. That ugly guy on the big TV. Yep. It's very similar. Like the the place where the guy, the pig man appears on the TV looks a lot like the set from Obsolete Man. However,
0: Eye of the Beholder is a little more hospitable in a way if you think about it. They send you away to... A nice, place. beautiful person. So we village. think, right? Unless they just have like a, a beautiful man and woman on staff at the hospital, yeah, and they just load people into a like a execution car or something <laughs> like get, that. There's this, like
1: District Nine. Everyone's eating cat food, begging for their <laughs> lives. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have a third entry. Yeah, I have the Castle of the Brotherhood of Man Society from The oh, Howling Man. That is completely. It yeah. Is the least hospitable to totalitarian society. Yes. They keep an iron fist there. Yeah. They don't allow Satan out. They no. don't like these outsiders. No. They don't like people kissing, according to Satan. Is that such a crime? <laughs> just, just a kiss. But I think, realistically, you got to go with Absolute Man, right? Yeah. It's, it's
0: They're so like insane about being totalitarian. That whole execution method is super crazy. Let's yeah. go with that.
1: All right, done. Uh, we have episode least appropriate for a six-year-old child. <laughs> All right. This is modeled after your personal life, I think. hmm This one, I took a different approach. Ooh. I
0: didn't go with scary. Huh. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start off with dust
1: because it is boring. <laughs> no, dust is awesome. <laughs> it's very boring. It teaches them the reality of life. All right. Let's hear yours. Uh, I went with scary. I'm going with 22.
0: Okay. that it's very scary. Yes. Uh, my next one. Static.
1: Also, it, because It is work? also
0: very boring. <laughs> it's a very boring episode. All right.
1: I'll counter that with long distance call.
0: Uh-huh. And I like this episode, but if you are six years old, the lateness of the hour is very boring, yes. except for the part where the she, the she falls down the stairs.
1: See, I also wrote down lateness of the hour, but I was mm-hmm. coming at it from the angle of it's a horrible episode to watch if you're six years old because the lesson is if you don't like your siblings ask your father to kill them and he'll immediately kill them
0: yeah exactly that's, that's, where a, I was that's a horrible from. lesson as well since we merged on that one do we have to give it to it I think we have to because 22 right. at least has the uh, oh god I was thinking of the the awful the, the airplane one 22 is the nightmare uh, yeah the morgue one, one. yeah, yeah one that's, more, that's awful for kids okay. but yeah latest of the hour done and simultaneously done. boring and it teaches a terrible lesson
1: yeah <laughs> All right, here we have a category where I think we can just... There's not going to be much debate here. Okay. Best Alien.
0: Oh, boy.
1: So first of all, of
0: course, we have The Martians from a little episode I like to call Mr. Dingle the Strong because that's what it's called.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Also, we have The Venusians uh from Mr. Dingle the Strong. Okay. Then we have The Martians Mm -hmm. from... Uh, will a real Martian please stand up? Yep. And the Venusians from Will a real Martian, Martian please stand up? And then there's the
0: tiebreaker, the invaders from oh, the invaders. Of course. Because we are aliens when we go to other planets, right?
1: So you wouldn't, you're wouldn't. you not talking about the giant in that one? You're talking about the little humans? The little humans, right.
0: Gosh, I didn't I'm even think about that. Showing empathy. I'm yes. growing as a
1: person. All right. I, I, I consider this a slam dunk. Yeah. I'm going with Venusians from Mr. Dingle the Strong. The little guys? Yes, with the stupid eyebrows that walk sideways. What? You're going with the first, the Martians?
0: Yes, the double-headed Martians with the radar antenna that light up, and they're wheeled on a cart, and they have like one arm. Is it just
1: that we saw them first? Well, I think... If you put those two side by side... Mm The okay. Venusians are so unbelievably you, stupid, with the mustache and the stupid voices that don't match who they are. They
0: don't have hairy pointed ears That's like true. the Martians do. I think that if you put them side by side, here's what your reaction would be. Yeah. You okay? Let's say we start with the Venusians first, just to emphasize my point. Okay. Yeah. You'd say, "Look at those dumb kids," and then you would see the Martians, and you'd say, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow!" So uh, I think that the Martians, just for shock value, and also yeah. they're able to grant people uh, the ability to be super strong. And they can turn
1: themselves invisible. Well, I think they both can turn themselves invisible. I think it's one unit, isn't it? Well, I guess so. Both, tr- both oh, tribes. Oh, okay. I
0: thought you were saying the two Martians. No, okay. both species. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the no contenders in Will the Real Martian please stand up. I really do like. Uh, I like the Soda Jerk.
0: He's he's very funny. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, If we're looking at like like solely based on would you like to spend time, he's not a schemer like the Venusian in (laughs) that episode. That's true. Or like the wait the Martian. He's the Venusian. That's right. He's the Venusian. Yeah. I like him. Three eyes. Yeah. 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 The Martian is kind of a schemer in that one. The one lights the cigarette and that elaborate three arm maneuver. He's no good. The Venusian though, he seems like totally cool guy. He's able to like tally up all the stuff in his head. He's smart. Good at mental math. Good at mental math. Has that awesome looking third eye. Yeah. It's Uh, really tough for me.
1: You know what? I'll give it, I'll give it to the Martians for Mr. Dingle the Strong. Yeah? Yeah. Even though I prefer the Venusians. Okay. I think it's the hair on the ears that I forgot about. That really makes it stand out for me. Okay. Okay. Here we have a category. Yes. Called scariest machine.
0: Scariest machine. Okay. Fortune teller from Nick of Time. Just the design of it or the concept of it? The concept of it. Okay. The design of it's ridiculous. Come on, little bobblehead yep, yep. devil.
1: I don't know how well this counts. Yep. I have the jukebox from Real Martian that it makes them jump every ah, time it plays. It is scary. It is literally scary.
0: There's uh, that typewriter in the thing about machines, that whole get out of here Finchley thing.
1: <laughs> yep, that's true. That's scary. Uh, the car <gasps> from The Whole Truth. Yes,
0: absolutely. That, is, that for me is probably of the three the most terrifying because the typewriter... Can You right, can walk away from. You can walk away from it.
1: But you I can't get away from this car. Unless having you sell to tell it to, the
0: truth all the time? It'd be rough. It would be impossible.
1: Uh, I also have the pool that sucks you to the bottom of it in a thing about machines. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's why they think he killed himself, right? Because it makes this weird <laughs> point. zero and,
1: sense. So I guess the pool is aware of itself? Yeah. Uh, I also have the afterlife phone from Long Distance Call. Mm. But I don't really blame the phone so much there. It's just a vessel. Yeah.
0: Same with the jukebox, though.
1: Well, as get technical. technical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? That was it. Here's here's the one yeah. that I came up with as well. The warp gun from the invaders. Oh yeah, the weird boil ray. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going with a car from The Whole Truth. Yeah,
0: in a twisted way. This is surprisingly an agreeable edition of the Franklins. Yeah, I, because it does something to you. Like personally, right? Like it gets really to your messes core, with your being, your awful liar self. Exactly, that's so fundamental to who
1: you are. <laughs> All right, uh, we have the worst waste of an amazing gift. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of amazing gifts in Twilight Zone. Yes, yeah, this season has a lot of them. Uh-huh. Uh, first one: the man in the bottle, the genie, yeah. and the idea of this guy specifically choosing mm-hmm. to be powerful. Yeah. Like the powerful leader of a foreign country. Yep. That is a horrible waste of a gift. Yeah. I would say um, in The Howling Man,
0: having Satan himself in a cage <laughs> That's and, and letting him loose, not once, but twice, basically by hiring an untrustworthy housekeeper
1: and had that tiny little cane. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That guy really blew it. It's a good point. Uh, Rip Van Winkle Caper. The, just the technology or the idea of being transported to the future and then wasting it by
0: a beating a man to death
1: for bar of gold because he didn't
0: Their plan water. sucked so hard. It was really, <laughs> really bad. I really did not think that through. Yep. I think Mr. Dingle made didn't do a good job of managing strength. He immediately turned himself into a sideshow attraction.
1: What else is there to do? Be Save cool.
0: people? Pace yourself.
1: Save so He garnered too much attention when he was out in the park and that newspaper man came up. Tearing rocks in half, and yeah.
0: trying to impress a lady. <laughs>
1: uh, I have the most unusual camera itself. Ah. And that, it's like, they could have sold it for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can really use it to help humanity too much.
0: Woof. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. You got anything else? That's it.
1: Uh, I also have Prime Mover. Mm, reading people's thoughts and just... Well, just having the force, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Prime Mover. I'm thinking of um, Penny for Your Thoughts. Oh, no, no. Prime Mover. Yeah.
1: Also, I just realized, I don't know why I didn't write this one down, but it seems like the most amazing power is from that one episode, Mind and the Matter. That's really the ultimate gift. hmm The idea that you can just conjure anything you want or remove anything you want. Yeah. He was basically God in that episode. And he just, he blew it so hard. He blew it by going to work. Yeah. That was all he did. And he drew a mustache on a goddamn lady. He Took the train to work, I
0: mean, autopilot
1: train. On the train, he like drew this, a mustache on a lady. He's like his own genie. You yes. know it's like the end of Aladdin with Jafar, where he becomes a genie, so he has ultimate uh-huh. power. That's what this douchebag had. Yeah, and he blew it. I
0: think that seems like that's the biggest waste of gotta, a gift because that's the best gift is yeah. being able to do anything.
1: Yeah. All right, next one is best special effect.
0: I like this one. This was one because my simple mind, I still don't know how they did it. <laughs> the, the bumping effect afterward from the rolling dice and the prime mover. Somebody in the comment section said that they probably use magnets. That sounds that they, complicated. And they're probably
1: 100% right. Yeah, uh,
0: that's a good one. So magnetism,
1: <laughs> magnetism is the best special effect. I have this spinning mirror from Nervous Man in a $4 room. Remember Ah, yeah, it's getting closer and closer? Yep, that was pretty cool. It's not a practical special effect, but in post-production, it's a cool special effect. I thought the lifting of the bench
0: in Mr. Dingle the Strong
1: was pretty cool. It was corny. Ripping the phone book in Mr. Dingle the Strong. That was pretty good as well. Uh, I have the car crash in the beginning of Prime Mm Mover, with that car totally nailing it into that uh, sign. Mm -hmm. You're going to laugh,
0: and I probably deserve this as much as not knowing how magnets work, Uh but... I think that the dinosaurs in the Odyssey of Flight 33 had a certain charm to them.
1: Best special effect? Just some crappy claymation that they had in the 30s? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's the worst. (laughs) No way. Uh, I'd rather go with the dice than the dinosaur. And I love that dinosaur in Odyssey of Flight 33. I'll give it to the dice. Yeah? Yeah. The tumbling dice. The old tumbling dice. The stupid, simple trick. That they still don't know how it's done. no one knows all right this one is most ripe for a sequel or prequel Mm. do you have any down for this one
0: i would say uh first of all the obsolete man i would like to know how did this obsolescence begin
1: (laughs) so prequel to the prequel
0: to the obsolete man
1: okay with the librarian starting out in his career learning how to make beautiful shelves so he can stay alive the entire time yep All right, Uh, I wrote down The Whole Truth, starring uh, Khrushchev.
0: I was just thinking about that one as well. I want to know how that old guy came into possession of that automobile.
1: Oh, you're thinking prequel. I was thinking sequel. You're thinking sequel.
0: Oh my gosh, we're coming at it from both
1: ends. Well, let's just film each segment, and then we can see what happens in the middle. Yeah. All right. Uh, There's a thing about Machines prequel, just to figure out when this whole thing started. And what's up, Finchley? (laughs) What's up with your machine thing? And why won't you get out of here, Finchley?
0: Why won't you get out of here?
1: Uh, the Odyssey of Flight 33 sequel, where they just keep on jumping through time forever, ah. eventually working their way into the future. Yes. I have Mr. Dingle the Strong sequel so that we can watch the stupid looking Martians go to that all-female planet they're talking about. Ah, just yeah. The crazy pornographic adventures of the hairy ear They're guys. more
0: of their bizarre Martian anatomy, <laughs> some awful thing that uncoils. Mm-hmm. I would like to see... Remember at the very end of Nick of Time, there's the couple Ooh, that comes in yeah, and they're yeah. equally frantic as our main characters. It right. kind of spoils the mystique of it, but I'd like to see a sequel. How long have these people been there? Sequel? Not a, a Sequel, because I'd like to have... In the sequel, see, so this is how it works. They would also address how long they've been there.
1: Interesting. Okay. So it's like a sequel
0: prequel. I There'd be two flashbacks. Structure.
1: Yeah. Okay. Exactly it's like not that. not
0: bad. Same I, cast, too, as... The Godfather Two Net. Yeah, no, out I got the, it. Not the it. cast of naked Time.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Odyssey of Flight 33. So yeah, more. you
0: wanna see him bouncing around some more?
1: No, because that was the most fun premise, and they only jump through two times. But they can just keep doing that forever. Yeah. And then worst case scenario, they run out of the gas and you get to see the plane crash. See, I think that's interesting. But I really want
0: to know more about this car and <laughs> Khrushchev and the guy who how he got it. I think uh-huh. that's interesting too. Okay. Like what is Khrushchev going to do now that he can't lie? Right. Because right. he's a liar, right? We That's established. He's just that's the, the thing notorious the whole thing's liar. About. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The ultimate cliffhanger. He's awful.
1: All right. I'll go with the whole truth. Yeah. Sequel that touches on the prequel. Like Khrushchev has to enlist the guy who sold it to the car salesman to begin with to try mm-hmm. and help him. Exactly. himself with his curse. Khrushchev yeah. like takes the car apart, like slowly lowers it into lava, mm-hmm. but he still has the curse. So then he's screwed and he has to yeah. kind of reassemble the car and. Okay. I like All it. Right. I like it. Plus, he has to go back to communist Russia, communist Soviet Union, and try and sell the car. You can't just go sell a car to somebody and make money off that. It has to go through the state. Then he learns about the dangers uh, of bureaucracy and the communist system. And then rubles. Oh, my God. The <laughs> rubles alone. Just writes itself. I know. All right. You, you were writing this down, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, I have biggest ripoff of season one episode. Oh, brother. Did you have that one? Yeah. Here's what I got. Here's what I have for this one. I have mirror image mm-hmm. and nervous man in a $4 room with the mirror coming alive and stepping out then just taking over for the other person. Oh, yeah. It's the exact same. That's
0: exactly the same thing. Except not in a bus station.
1: True. Also have the fever and a thing about machines. Mm -hmm. being tortured by the machine and then dying at the end and having the machine there watching you and
0: having like a really confrontational relationship with the machine right a little like why is he so outrageously is it's like a show more than
1: anything else like for everyone else's benefit yes i hate these machines yes yes uh then i have where is everybody which is the first episode ever Mm -hmm. with king nine will not return oh god yeah where it's just, I mean, the set is much more boring in King 9. He doesn't have the whole town to walk around. He's just walking have a, around his dumb plane. And no ice cream. Yep, no ice cream, and there's more random laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Mirror Image and Nervous Man in a $4 room is tough to argue against. Really? I think I'm going to do it. What are you going to go with? I think King 9
0: will not return, and uh, where is everybody?
1: But there's been so many episodes that's just been about that weird isolation. Mm-hmm. But isolation alone isn't enough to be an exact mirroring That's of true, season one cause... to season two. Whereas this is literally uh-huh. the structure of the episode is a mirror form comes to life and escapes. We
0: don't know the like reasons why the mirror people did that in mirror
1: image. This time we know
0: it's like to better himself. Yeah. Whereas the King Nine will not return. There was a supernatural element that was not there at all. And whereas everybody, that was just like a straight hallucinatory trance kind of thing. Right. There's no sand in
1: the shoe at the end. So
0: much sand. Yeah. I'm going to go with mirror I'm with the mirror image more I think about it.
1: Okay. This is uh. these are two new categories. Yes. We got rid of the best actor, best actress, worst actor, worst actress Mm -hmm. and replaced it with this one, which I think is a cleaner version of the same thing. Yes. Which is most likable person and least likable person. Mm -hmm. So let's start with most likable person.
0: Most likable person.
1: Yeah. I think Dick
0: York and a penny for your thoughts is delightful.
1: And he takes the other lady home. He's nice the entire time. Mm-hmm. Okay. He yeah. He's, 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 he's likable. He's yeah. likable. I have uh, John Wilkes oh. Booth from back there. A charming gentleman. Just a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else you got?
0: How about Jack Elam and will the real Martian please stand up? Which one's that? That crazy old
1: coot. Yes, I didn't know his name, but I wrote down. Check him for the wings, crazy guy. (laughs) From real, real Martian, please stand up. I liked Agnes Moorhead in The Invaders.
0: She's likable. No, she was just grunting the entire time. She's likable. You see these tiny things and you can tell immediately this sucks. And you, you I was see.
1: sympathetic towards her, but she was not a likable character because the only thing she did was... Uh, 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 uh. She
0: took the blankets and gathered up a spaceman inside of him and smashed him. She put a guy in a box
1: and set the box aflame. doesn't make you likable. Yeah, it does because those guys sucked. No, if she was silent the entire time, she would have been much more likable. But that voice... What was, was she supposed to do? She was not supposed to say anything. That would have been. Really if you were by weird. yourself being attacked by those aliens, you would not grunt and make stupid noises. Even if you were an alien, I would be talking, and that's why they did not. You would l- not be talking me. Yes, I would.
0: I'd be muttering. You don't know me very well. I would be muttering about the situation the entire time and complaining, <laughs> grumbling. Yeah, great. And that pain. would have given it away
1: that I am not from this planet. Cut to credits. <laughs> uh, I have the pilot from Odyssey of Flight 33. The Which super one? cool... Yeah. The one in the <laughs> front. The main pilot that was as cool as Cucumber the entire time. He was very honest with the people on his flight. Uh-huh. He seemed to be in charge of the horrific, horrific situation that he knew they were all going to die in. Mm-hmm. I argue he was pretty likable.
0: Subdued, but likable. Yeah. I agree. He, was, he seemed likable, but... Okay.
1: Are you looking up another episode?
0: No. I actually think probably my most likable person, though... Yeah. Venusian... From will the Martian please stand up? I don't know why I like that guy so much. Over, check him for the wings guy, Elam. Yeah, they're both likable.
1: I Elam is that his name? Yeah, I think he would have to take it for me. Yeah, just in general, is that where we're, we're leading? Oh yeah, I'm broadening this out to most likable guy. Yeah, who's more entertaining to watch than that guy? Oh yeah, he was great.
0: Take okay. me to your leader. <laughs> he saluted the jukebox. Come on.
1: Is nothing better than that guy? No. Also, he died. So he drowned. Kind of, it was this is like in memoriam for that yeah. guy. He died a horrible death. I'm voting. I'm voting that way. Yeah. All right. Yep. Least, Least likable person. Ugh.
0: Creepy grandma from Nightmare <laughs> as a Child. She had like like. Wait, not Nightmare as a Child. Or for, not Nightmare as a Long Child. Long distance call. Long distance call. Yeah. 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 Just that Transylvanian accent (laughs) (laughs) and just unpleasant all around. Yep. I have Barton Finchley from A Thing About Machines. I would have to say Mr. Warmth, uh, Don Rickles (laughs) from Mr. Dingle the Strong. Just an awful bully. He knocked poor Burgess Meredith right over the bar in one, one punch.
1: I have the hotel staff guy from Most Unusual Camera where he sees... The two guys fall to their death and he immediately runs upstairs to rob the remaining lady in that room. Oh yeah. Remember that?
0: Yeah. Horribly unlikable yeah. guy. This is only a temporary thing, so I don't know if this counts uh-huh. as a technicality, but because it was a genie sanctioned wish, <laughs> Hitler. He said, You were
1: I'm Hitler. And it mean for that moment He was in Hitler. that reality, he was. Hitler. But his portrayal of Hitler, I'd argue, is pretty sympathetic. His eyebrows were up. Oh, I'm Hitler. I mean, he
0: was self-aware, but at that moment, everything that Hitler had done, he was responsible for because he and Hitler were one and the same.
1: Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? You're going to make me argue against Hitler? <laughs> yeah. As being the least likable person? I think person? you might be the least likable person after the <laughs> okay, Freaklands are done. Where does Hitler compare to the sweaty, gossipy guy from Dust? Duh. The guy who sold the rope. That guy
0: was really awful.
1: Worse than Hitler awful? Oh boy. This is
0: this is we're both gonna seem really awful now. Because, or
1: or wow. the mind in the matter protagonist. The mind and the matter who wastes the power and on top of that did not learn anything at the end. And to make it more specific, I'll say the female version of him that he meets outside <laughs> the elevator.
0: Unpleasant. Very unpleasant. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, for me, it goes down to either Hitler or the merchant from Dust. The guy who was like laughing as he was selling the the fake stuff. Yeah. Right when the guy was just there. It was...
1: Yep, and then... And he sold the rope. And then he throws all the money away at the end that the father and his friends passed yeah. together. I think
0: that guy's worse than Hitler. <laughs> you think that guy's worse than Hitler? Yep. In the Twilight zone verse. Correct. Okay, the, now just, just, just for the sake of... Clarity. Yeah. This is just in the Twilight Zone reverse. No, Cork. I think he's worse than Hitler. Oh dear. I think Hitler gets a bad rap. Oh dear. They can fix this all in, in editing, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's
0: That's live what? from the Twilight Zone. <laughs> no, I. I think as far as the Twilight Zone goes, I think I think the guy from Dust. All right,
1: it. Mr. Man from Dust. He takes yeah. it. All right. Here we go. We're gonna work up from the bottom now for the grand finale. All right. Worst episode okay for me. My first one is 100 yards over the rim. Oh no, this is It's like
0: lame. No, guy just runs over a hill,
1: it might be a little
0: bit slow compared to most, but worst they episode grabs some pills, runs away, and his rifle crumbles apart.
1: But his son becomes a famous child doctor and had that cool angle. His gun dissolves and well, it dissolved after they ripped it apart <laughs> as hard as they could, yeah, whatever, yeah. It has the chief from Get Smart in it as the doctor guy. Mm-hmm. I, I still like that episode. That is, that is above a mediocre episode for me still. It's one of the worst. How does it compare to The <gasps> Trouble with Templeton? The Trouble with Templeton?
0: <sighs> okay, I got another one. <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to acknowledge that.
1: Static. I also wrote down static.
0: Static is just terrible.
1: It has the cool time travel at the end.
0: But it's rewarding someone who is just does not deserve to be rewarded. That guy is such an a hole to everyone he lives with. And the fact that he lives with like his ex girlfriend from 40 years ago, they're all terrible. That's why this is a, a, one of the worst episodes. Okay, you got anything else on that list? Oh, Night of the Meek undoubtedly is one of the worst episodes. I didn't mind of, of, of the, the series that I've no, seen so far.
1: Night of the Meek, it wasn't great, but I was entertained throughout it. I cannot say it's one of the worst episodes. It's, for me, it's between Static and Trouble with Templeton. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Trouble with Templeton in retrospect? <sighs> I think him wasting that gift. Going back in time? Yeah. The only redeeming part of this episode was when he was trying to explain to the people from the past, he's from the future, mm-hmm. and then he leaves the bar and they all freeze and like the lights go down. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. That was a cool moment.
1: I like that a lot. So is that... Enough to bump it up over
0: static. Yeah, probably. And also had that. I like the opening for Trouble with Templeton too, where oh, he's right. like watching his wife
1: and some oh, young like fool stud with the pool guy, and
0: he's like tying this tie that is, just takes it forever. If you yeah. watch that mo- that episode again, do uh-huh. it. He's tying the tie, and it takes forever. And when he's done, it looks like a child has tied it, <laughs> like the skinny end is sticking out by like a good four inches. The
1: ultimate Trouble with so, Templeton is his tie tying. Exactly, <laughs>
0: and the giant horse pills he takes. Yeah, static I think is just awful.
1: All right, my opinion. Static is this season's 35 millimeter shrine. Yes. Okay, <laughs> there we yes. go, Static, worst wow. episode of season two. Yeah. All right, now comes my favorite category. This is better than best episode for yeah? me. Yeah? This is most aggressively mediocre episode. Okay. What do you got? I think that...
0: i got to preface this. Uh-huh. I know we've pulled several elements... Throughout the, cat, like, from the Franklins from this episode, but I think all things considered, it's, it's for me, a very mediocre episode. The whole truth. I think it's just like, it punches the clock, (laughs) spins around a little bit, Uh does a curtsy, punches the clock and leaves, and you're like, okay,
1: you did it. Yep. Also, it's kind of the present day conundrum, Twilight Zone, where they're always a little bit more boring than the ones in the past or the ones in Mm -hmm. the future yeah all right uh i have a penny for your thoughts penny for your thoughts i think it falls into that same camp yeah i would agree nothing really interesting happens most interesting part is the part where the penny is balancing vertically at the end it was a quarter quarter wait no but it's called a penny for your thoughts yeah that's a
0: that's a phrase it but a, buying a penny But it was a quarter buying a newspaper for a penny would be ludicrous i don't know it's a they would have to wear man. like old-timey newsboy pants all right whatever what else you got dust
1: No! No! Dust is great! It's not dust. Yeah, dust. Even though this one has supernatural elements, Mm -hmm. I'm going with the most unusual camera as an aggressively mediocre episode. Really? Yep. Why is that? I don't know. It just wasn't that interesting. As it went on, like, it has a fun premise that they never really do much with, and then it's all said and done. And it's like, okay, that's exactly where I thought it was going to go. They're all going to die. Okay. This is one that we don't talk about, and you probably, this is probably why it
0: belongs on this list. Yeah. Shadow Play is just a totally serviceable no. episode of The Twilight Zone.
1: I mean, it's pretty good. We don't talk, we didn't talk about it much in the categories here, but I think it was the biggest mindf**k of the season for me. Yeah. Trying to think through that weird world. I mean, it was
0: interesting, and I like. Yeah. And it, it, to be fair, I would say that a mediocre episode of the twilight zone due to the old thing, like where it's still better than a lot of like good episodes of a bad show. Sure. But this is, I don't know. For me, it was just kind of like, this one is right on the hump of the bell curve.
1: I saved the best for last. Did you? I was editing last week's Mm -hmm. episode. And I remember in that one, I said that the most mediocre episode was just a slam dunk for me at this point. Okay. And I think I'm sticking with it. Okay. King nine will not return.
0: It's an uh, aggressively mediocre episode. Yeah. It has all the elements of just this is an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yes. Yes. It has a twist. Yep. It yep. has like a where is everybody kind of thing? You have the isolation element. It's
1: not quite 100 percent forgettable, like static mm-hmm. will be years from now, but it's it, creepy. But not creepy. But not too to be creepy. Yeah. It is so perfect in that middle.
0: Yeah. I, I would agree with you on that one. I yes. didn't even consider that, but yeah. It, All right. It seems C9 obvious I will not now.
1: return. Most aggressively mediocre episode yeah. of season two. Yeah.
0: Best episode.
1: This but, one, yeah. when
0: I look at my list, it's pretty obvious. I don't have any huge surprises. I don't know what you're going to say. You've given like
1: a couple tens, haven't you? Just one ten. I don't keep track of this stuff. I don't need answer. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So for me, there's a couple that are great. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's start from the bottom for me. Okay. I'm going to go with Eye of the Beholder. Yep.
0: I think there's a reason why these episodes that I'm going to list, I'm, su- I'm assuming that you're going to have some that overlap as well, mm-hmm. that they are just classic episodes. And that's yeah. because they are really good. And that's uh, why people talk about them. Like Eye of the Beholder, for instance, is just a great episode. Yes. It's so even though you so weird. Even though you know the twist going yep. into it, I kind of wish that it was something I had no idea what it was about going into it. Yep. Because it... it Even when you know what's happening, if you Uh haven't seen it in a while, it's still shocking.
1: And that's maybe why we like season one's When the Sky Was Open so much, because we didn't Mm -hmm. know where it was going to go, because it's not a famous episode for some reason.
0: Yeah. All right. I would say The Invaders, too, for me, I think is one of the best episodes. It just hits all those notes for me. Yes. You know what I mean? Even though the ridiculousness of of us, the real monsters, (laughs) it was pretty hard to shake. The way that she... Puts it in a box and then puts the box in the fireplace. I yes. mean, come on. Beats the bejesus out of it yeah. in that blanket. That first. tiny blister gun.
1: Yep. I have, just because it's really fun. Uh-huh. Real Martian, please stand up. That's the next one that I have on my list. It's really fun up until
0: the bus crashes and everyone except for the <laughs> Martian dies. But so that's a just, very, very fun episode.
1: Did you just have those three? Did you have any other ones? Those are the three I have. What about Long Distance Call? You like that one a lot more than I did. I guess so. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I still... That was nearing the top for me. Yeah. All right. I can rule that out if you don't agree on it. You can convince me. This is your I chance. Mean, there's no real convincing outside of the fact that it's the most disturbing episode mm-hmm. that I've seen so far. And I think yeah. I just loved how dark it gets. And yeah. it's like, But it's, I don't think there's... And I think like the subtle storyline of the mom tearing the son away... Or tearing mm-hmm. her husband away from his mother. Yeah. And that weird conflict that's very quiet between the mom and the dead grandmother. I, I loved all that. Yeah. And it still gives me goosebumps to think about it. But... I think it has... Most a, disturbing does not mean best. No, it
0: has a kernel of the best episode in there. Yeah. If it was if it w- had been reworked a little bit, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, at that point, if we roll that out, the Invaders, either Beholder, and Real Martian... I, yeah. I really liked Eye of the Beholder mm-hmm. because it's so weird and bold, but I don't think I'd consider it one of the best.
0: Yeah. Because I think once the the surprise wears off. Yeah. Then there's that weird chase that kind of goes on a little too long. Yeah, that, yeah.
1: Um yeah. It's I, a cool I, premise. Yeah. But yeah, once you hit that fifty percent mark, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Uh so we're between the invaders and real Martian. Yeah.
0: It's tough. I, aliens are going to come out ahead. Either way we go. <laughs> yeah. Are you leaning towards one strongly? I'll, I'll say I'm leaning toward one. I don't know how strongly it is, but I, I really like Will the Real Martian. I do Please too. stand up. I think and I, I
1: don't think I gave it like a nine or a yeah. ten, but looking back on it. It was really fun. Yeah, it just comes down to that basic thing that I talked about in the episode, that the basic premise of the thing, mm-hmm. like the movie from the 80s. Yeah. Is just so entertaining.
0: It, to me, it takes the idea of the monsters are due on Maple Street, right? Because there's a huge element of that yeah. from the first season. Right. And it pays off in a much more entertaining way. Because remember, like, monsters are due on Maple Street. It just has those jerk-offs <laughs> up on the cliffs going, how easy Old it is jerk-off
1: to... bluffs. <laughs>
0: You're like, yeah, we just flip the lights on and off. Look at these assholes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, that's great. I like having, haha ha here's the twist... Uh-huh. but wait it's a double twist and it's with a guy you're like okay if, you yep. know if, it, if we're gonna be taken over by venusians if they're all like this guy let's go take us over
1: yeah the double twist is a good one and uh, talking about like the real monsters angle like you mm-hmm. idea it like it split those couples apart yeah. so quickly yeah and it gets into the duality of the young couple mm-hmm. slowly turning on each other then the old couple just completely hating each other like
0: mo- one of the most likable characters
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> the logic hole, though, of that bus being so small and them not remembering who was on it for this long drive. Yeah, uh, the invaders is cool. Hmm. But I'm not. If I had to watch one again, yeah. Uh, maybe it would be the invaders. Now that I think really? about it, I was thinking about showing that <laughs> to some people. Actually, yeah. I
0: don't know. What do you think about the invaders? I, I like those dumb guys and their stubby little legs. <laughs> I like the fact that maybe I'm overthinking it, but if all the invaders were in that saucer at the same time, they'd be practically on each other's laps. <laughs> like you look at the size of that thing and then look at the size of the invaders.
1: Uh-huh. Unless they have to the, get into like a 69 position. Unless, like the suit, unless the suits are
0: like hyper-inflated, mm-hmm. Like the sumo suits you see at the fair.
1: Maybe yeah. it's like that. Uh, I mean, this really does have all the elements of a great, twilight zone because you look at
0: the like the the way that a dish is shaped there's not a lot of usable space in that right Look, no one's doubting (laughs) your space assessment (laughs) of that
1: fucking ufo yeah i mean it has everything it's cheesy you Mm -hmm. can laugh at it right it's still kind of scary there's a nice internal logic too that everything she's
0: doing makes sense like she isn't an idiot yeah well like you see a lot of shows like this where it's like oh she just doesn't run out into the woods blindly right She's kind of like, this is where she lives. She knows where things are.
1: Yeah. She, except for the night. She separates them. Yep. It has all that cool lighting where the lights coming through the yep. holes and they're cutting her. Yeah. Does yeah. it go to the invaders, you think? I think, I think I'm leaning towards the yeah, invaders. let's do it. And I, I still like Real Martian. It's so fun. Yeah. But the invaders, it's, it has that bold aspect that I like so much from the first half of I Have the Beholder, mm-hmm. except it sustains it throughout. And outside of that stupid grunting that she yep. makes. I think here's ultimately the, the test that swings it toward the
0: invaders in my in my view. Yeah. If you wheeled out the Martian from <laughs> Mr. Dingle the Strong uh-huh. into both of those episodes, <laughs> it would ruin the invaders, right? Uh-huh. Which means that I like the invaders a little more, but I think it would make, will the real Martian please stand up even that much better if so- it was like a double Martian double like triple twist oh, like god if it was just like
1: from the other continent on mars i'm another
0: like, yeah. yeah we're from another part of mars actually we're from
1: future mars so because the invaders is more fragile and there's more that can break your heart with it crumbling that means you love it more yes
0: i think that's what it is because my theory was originally when we first started the Martians from. Um, Mr. Dingle the Strong, is that they would make every episode better. Yeah, I hadn't really thought that through with an episode that I did hold so near and dear to my heart. I think that's ultimately what it is. You're putting a gun up to like a family member's head and saying, do you dare pull out this two-headed monster? I don't know how this analogy makes any sense. No, it
1: works. What if the UFO opened and it was just a miniature version? (laughs) 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 That's That's like their leader. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy! And it's just hunting her on wheels through the entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh boy! All right, I think we can I lock in the invaders.
0: I think the invaders. We've <laughs> used logic and other other means of
1: thought. Yeah. All right, the invaders. Best episode, of season two. Yeah. Twilight Highlight Zone. If or Twilight Zone. If you've never watched the Twilight Zone and you're still listening to this stupid thing, or you just started listening to it, go back and watch some of the best. Yeah. Like, there's probably. Eight that we discussed throughout season one and season two, as far as the best episodes, mm-hmm. go watch those. Yeah,
0: and then watch the other ones too, because even like the ones that are really bad, except for static, are, <laughs> are are worth watching. And now the question, though, yeah, we're two seasons in. How do you think the invaders stacks up against when the sky was open? When the sky was opened for best episode of the series,
1: this falls into that camp of again. Again, of me experiencing it this time around mm-hmm. versus objectively looking at it yeah from a subjective experience i still like when the sky was open yeah i agree
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> i agree i really like the invaders a lot but i think when the sky was open is a very strong episode
1: i hope that holds yeah. up i hope that by the end of this we can go back and watch when the sky was open yeah. it still seemed cool or if it's just one of those moments where we realized how good doing this podcast was going to be right just how juicy it was going to be
0: now here's something just for like a a housekeeping standpoint yeah uh, so far people are able to watch this in a variety of streaming services. Oh, yeah. At this point if you've been watching on Netflix, I'm afraid you're going to have to depart jump ship to an a, a competitor because they don't stream beyond season 2.
1: They just took that off. Yeah. I don't know what kind of licensing agreement is that. Will let you do the first 2 seasons but you have to stop there for this classic show. I uh, talked to CBS. It's their I just, problem. Don't think I won't. Sarah. <laughs> so but now you have to go to Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus. Yes. Does it, I, is it on regular Hulu? I've, I've, that's a good question. We will find out and try and post it in there. Yeah. At the start of season three. The other question for housekeeping is how much time do you want to take off? Because there's a big gap between season one and season two. We don't want
0: to do that again, do
1: we? No. Do you want to take one week off because the
0: holidays are coming up? Let's do that. It'll be like a little... We'll, we'll give everyone an uninterrupted holiday as a present. It's <laughs> The <Okay. laughs> so silence. The silence is oh, the present. That's good. But just temporary. Yeah. Maybe. No tongue cutting.
1: All right. Well, that sounds good. Then we will see you one week from now for the beginning of season three on Hulu Plus. Thanks for tuning in. And Twilight Highlight. Bye. -bye. Bye -bye.
0: right